Join me and 10 other women for an incredible all-inclusive five-day healing retreat. This retreat was made for you if you want to be surrounded by loving, non-judgmental women and be guided to overcome your triggers and your insecurities so that you can fully step into your potential. Don't just take it from me. One attendee said that the retreat was more powerful for her than the last 10 years of therapy. Yes, you heard that right. 10 years. Now, I've just opened the doors to the priority list, and when you join the list, you will be the first to know when the doors open to sign up for Bravecation. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes to be added today. Hi, I'm Dr. Steph, and I'm here to guide you on your journey to healing from a difficult relationship with your mother. Whether she was narcissistic, emotionally immature, or just plain toxic, I want you to know that you are in fact not broken and you do not have to suffer from anxiety or explosive emotional reactions like lashing out. You can break the cycle. You are a strong, capable woman who can handle any challenge that comes your way. And I'm going to show you how to have the ultimate control over your reactions so that you are unstoppable. Welcome to the Broken to Brave podcast. Welcome back. (laughs) Am I going to sing to you every time? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. So last episode, I talked about some of the things that I wish I knew at the beginning of my healing journey. And today I want to talk about some really common mistakes that I hear. So if you are a high achieving woman and you have been trying to figure out how do I control my emotions and my reactions and show up the way that I want to, but you still find that you're struggling to do that, then you may be stuck in the control shame cycle. And if you are stuck in that cycle, here's some of the things that you may have been experiencing. At least twice a a week, you have been automatically yelling or reacting or screaming because of someone else's behavior, whether it is your child's behavior or your partner's behavior, you feel like it's automatic. You you don't feel it coming. You feel like you don't have control and it just automatically happens. You may have been experiencing, uh, or maybe you've just found yourself sugarcoating what you want to say in conversations on a regular basis because you don't want to upset the other person. And that's probably what you were raised to do. That's how you were raised to communicate. And another thing that you may be experiencing is finding yourself worrying nearly every day about all of the things that you need to do. You you feel like you're just a worrywart. You're an anxious person. Um, and you may even be on medication because you have anxiety. So if you are dealing with these problems, it is likely that you've made some specific mistakes in order to try to fix this. And basically in order to show up the way that you want to. So I just want to bring light to the mistakes that you may be making because you wouldn't be making them if you realized they were mistakes. So this, I think, is going to be really helpful for you. 
Okay. So one of the things that I see all the time is people try to think positive. They think that that's what they're supposed to do. So what could this look like? Maybe you minimize your feelings by telling yourself, everything's fine. There's nothing to worry about. It's not that big of a deal. You know, maybe even saying, get over it. So this is all in your head. You're telling yourself, think positive. You're trying to make yourself think positive. Um, You essentially are trying to get yourself to power through everything and pretend that you are not actually upset because logically, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. So this goes to the second mistake that you may have been making, trying to regulate yourself simply in your mind. (laughs) So by thinking positive, what I want you to know is that 80% of emotion regulation happens in the body. In the body. We're going to talk a lot more about that, what that means, what you can do. But I want you to know that if you've been trying to approach it in your head, you're only going to get so far. Another common mistake that I see that you may have been making if you're struggling with this control shame cycle is making external changes, like asking other people not to say certain things or do certain things that'll trigger your hot buttons, for lack of a better word. Hopefully that'll resonate with you. (laughs) So um, this could look like you asking your partner not to do certain things um, or to start doing, you know, start putting your laundry in the basket rather than beside the basket. That's the one that popped into my head for some reason. And um, because you get triggered by that. So rather than dealing with what's internal, you've been focused on making those external changes, trying to get others to change the way that they interact with you so that you feel the way that you want to in those interactions. The most effective thing that you can do is to make the internal changes. And again, the internal changes are not just trying to make yourself think positive. I promise you that is really only going to get you so far. And if you've been trying that and you're still listening to this podcast, then that's evidence that doing what you're doing is not working. Another really common mistake that I see is practicing gratitude or journaling daily or weekly. Not that there's anything wrong with practicing gratitude, but if you've been practicing gratitude and you still notice that your anxiety hasn't shifted or not not more than 20%, if you notice that your frustration really hasn't gone down, like maybe the morning will feel good because you're in that gratitude space, but then as the day continues, you go back into the, those frustrated feelings, then that is simply not a powerful enough tool. Not to say that you shouldn't. I practice gratitude every single day, but it's a part. It's a piece of the entire puzzle, not the whole puzzle. 
Another thing that you may have been doing is positive affirmations, but you are still struggling with that anxiety, that snapping, that feeling of inadequacy, that self-doubt. Like maybe maybe those affirmations are there to, to help you feel calm and look at the bright side and feel confident. And, and you can practice affirmations and they're not a bad thing, same as with gratitude, but it's not the whole solution. It's just a piece of the puzzle. Because imagine you have this analytical mind because you're human. And if you're meeting it with an affirmation, but deeper down you have these limiting beliefs, then you're just going to be like fighting with yourself. And it's not going to get past that analytical mind. It's only going to do so much. So really it's coming back to, there's a lot of inner work in the body that needs to happen that goes well beyond affirmations. Something else that I see a lot of clients doing is going to talk therapy and they may get some benefits. So maybe you've been going to therapy, specifically talk therapy for at least two hours a month for the last three months. And you're like, things have not shifted much for me. Like, you know, maybe 20% improvement in in reducing my anxiety. Maybe, you know, some insights or some external tools that I can use, but there's not been much of a shift. What I want you to know is that people that, for instance, have come to my four-day workshop have given me feedback. This was more powerful than 10 years of therapy. So it really depends on the approach that is being used. But the benefit of doing the inner work rather than making the external changes, is immense. Really, really important. Because you can try to control that external environment all day long. But it's not always going to go according to plan. So it's far more effective that to shift things within yourself, which you have complete control over, complete Uh, power over so that you're like a gyroscope. Is that the right word? (laughs) I should have checked that before I said it on the podcast, but oh well. Okay. So basically like you are solid and everything else around you can be happening. And for the vast majority of the time, you're solid. Isn't that what you want for yourself? And then finally, something that I see happening a lot is really just this huge interest in personal development tools, maybe listening to all the self-help podcasts, maybe reading all the books, following all of the Instagram accounts to understand more about yourself and to learn more about being a conscious parent and learn more about breaking the cycle. But here's the thing. All of that content is small pieces of the puzzle. And so you may find that, okay, I've been listening and reading and following all these things, but I can't put the pieces together. Like I don't understand how to piece it together. And so what you found in your own life is a struggle to embody the tools because no one has laid out how to piece it together. And frankly, when we think about inner work, there are very concrete uh, pillars that need to go together 
where if you only have, let's say the three pillars, let's say if you, you know, dive into pillar one and you're missing the other two, or maybe you dive into pillar one and two, then you're missing the the third one. It's not going to give you the transformation that you want to need the full process, the full method. And I'm going to talk more about that in future episodes. So I'm just kind of teasing you there. And I know I'm being a little ambiguous, um, but I will dive into it more. So I really want you to think for yourself today, have I been making these mistakes? Is this the way that I've been operating is this the way that I'm going about my my days where I'm like trying to force myself to think positive and tell myself to forget about all of those things that are not that big of a deal? Am I just powering through everything and pretending I'm not upset when I am, am upset because I've been told, let it go, shake it off. It's not that big of a deal. That's the messaging that I heard from others, maybe from my mother or from other caregivers or maybe friends. And so I started doing that to myself. Is that the way that you've been operating? I want you to really think about the changes that you have made in your life. And are they all external changes? Hmm. Generally, the answer to that question is yes. Yes. Like a a tendency to not go deeper and actually heal insecurities is common. Oh, another common mistake I forgot to mention that I see quite often is um, a limited view of self-care. And so a lot of time, well, I mean, self-care, pushing self-care is super popular right now. And a lot of people associate that also with external things, massages and getting your hair done and your nails done. And while there is nothing wrong with any of that, that is not going to change what's inside. Not permanently, at least. You might feel better for a little bit. So if you notice like, oh, I've been doing external care, external self-care type things. And she's right. It helps for a little bit, but then I always go back. Then perhaps one of the shifts is to do internal self-care. And I don't want you to take this as like, okay, internal self-care is the practicing gratitude and is the positive affirmations. That's not it. That is part of the bigger picture part of the puzzle, but that will not solve the problem. And problem, I mean, the things that you are struggling with that I addressed in previous episodes and on this episode. So if this resonated with you, then come back, keep listening on Tuesday mornings because I'm going to show you what you need to do to heal and make the changes that you want in your life. Thank you for listening today. If you're ready to heal so that triggering situations no longer control you and so that you can feel empowered, brave, and thrive in any situation, DM me the word brave on Instagram and I'll send you a training where you will learn three of the most common mistakes driven women are making that are keeping them stuck in negative emotions and what you can do instead.